0: Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host, exercise physiologist and donut lover, William Mitchell. Hello, and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, I looked at the fact that it doesn't really matter how hard you exercise, it doesn't really matter what you do for exercise, but you really need to do something for exercise. You just need to get up off the couch and do something, and hopefully after you've done something, it will inspire you to do something more, and more, and more, and all the health benefits, and we discussed that last week, so if you will listen to last week's podcast, I guarantee you'll get some good information on that. Well, this week, since we talked about exercise and movement last week, this week we're going to look at what you eat, and are there such things as superfoods? When you start talking about diet and nutrition, everybody cringes because there's always that idea in the back of your mind, the phrase that I hear so often, well, if you want to lose weight or if you want to be healthy, just remember if it tastes good, spit it out. And I just like to kind of help eliminate that myth because it's really not true. There's a lot of really tasty foods that are good for you. And when I say tasty foods, I know we all have different opinions of what's tasty. Some people actually like Brussels sprouts. I actually do not like Brussels sprouts. But there's a variety of foods that are quite healthy for you that you can pick one or two or 10 or whatever that if you add them to your diet in a little more concentration It has the potential for improving your health. Notice I said the potential for. None of these are guaranteed, um, but it's something that you can add to your diet that will be tasty and enjoyable and give you the possibility of improved health. Hippocrates, he said, let your food be your medicine and your medicine be your food. And we've all heard, you know, you are what you eat. So if we eat junk, we're probably going to have junk cells. You won't actually be junk, but your your body won't perform as well as it should. And if you eat healthy, then you're probably going to have healthier cells. The problem is knowing what is healthy. Um, I get people tell me all the time, they read this book and it said this, and they read this book and it said that. You got to remember, a lot of these books were written simply to sell books. And I've read some of them that were comedies. They were so far off on the science of nutrition, it was absolutely laughable. And a lot of them that are really, really super far off on the science of nutrition just claim that the science of nutrition is a conspiracy to keep you unhealthy. In reality, a lot of the discrepancies in the science of nutrition is just because it is such a young science. Because up until very recently in human history, you had two choices, eat it or starve. You didn't have the chance to eat Uh, such a variety of foods as we have now. So because of the abundance of foods and the transportation and everything, we are able to eat a variety of foods and eat things that are not local to our area and eat strawberries in the middle of December. So that makes us need to study what we actually should be eating instead of just eat it or starve. So here we go. Let's look at superfoods. The Oxford English Dictionary defines a superfood as one that is considered particularly nutritious or, in any case, helpful to human well-being or prosperity. Now, I've selected a few of these that I'm going to go over and tell you some of the health benefits for them and a few of the reasons why they may have those health benefits. And if you find one, hey, I like that, then add some of it to your diet. If you're thinking, I would rather starve to death than eat that, then don't. Let's start with blueberries. And the reason I'm starting with blueberries is because yesterday I walked by my blueberry bushes and they were absolutely loaded with unripe blueberries. So hopefully I'm gonna have a good blueberry crop this year. So eating blueberries, the recommended amount is five ounces per week. So that's about an ounce of blueberries every day, five days a week. If you eat these, they in in this is just in the studies. This is you have a chance of this happening, they can reduce your blood pressure. They can significantly reduce your chance of getting colon or ovarian cancer. Now, it's interesting, although they're sweet, they have a low glycemic index, which means they don't drive your blood sugar up. They reduce your risks of Alzheimer's. They reduce your chance of getting a urinary tract infection. And because of the fiber and fluids in them, they give you better bowel function. And most of these health benefits, with the exception of the fiber, comes from the blue color in their skin Because they've done white and red blueberries, which I really didn't know that they were white and red blueberries. I thought they'd be white or red berries. But anyway, they did white and red blueberries, and they didn't have nearly the same effect. And these anthocyanins that are in the skin have strong antioxidant properties and strong anti-inflammatory properties. So that's what causes this. And most of these, that's the same thing that happens. The next one, let's look at something to drink. Tea. Tea is the second most consumed beverage in the world, right behind water. And here in the South, where I live people drink tea by the gallon. The problem with it is we also put enough sugar in it to kill a buffalo because we drink sugar, drink tea by the gallon with sugar by the pound in it. So that could be a problem with the sweet tea. And I'll talk about that when I get done with the health benefits of tea. But for those of you who just say, you know, I know I need to get my eight glasses of water in. It's really important, but I just can't drink water for whatever reason. I can't stand it. Tea is a good option. Now, unsweetened tea is a better option. Um, The less sugar you can put in it, the better because we all know that sugar is not good for you, especially not in large quantities. So try to get to the unsweetened tea, but let's see what tea will do for you it will reduce your risks of most kinds of cancer. You hear these miracle things that you know because they eat some kind of weird little berry people on this little island or little area of Japan get have very little cancer rates. Well, probably because they drink more than 10 cups of tea a day because the tea has a very strong anti-cancer property. It lowers your chance of heart attack. By reducing the oxidation, because it's got lots of antioxidants in it, it reduces the oxidation of your LDL lousy density lipoproteins, um, which is the kind of the bad kind of cholesterol. And whenever they get oxidized, that's what causes them to clump to the uh, inside of the cell wall, cause hardening of the arteries, and that's what causes heart attacks and strokes. And when it comes to your brain, tea improves learning; it improves memory. It improves proper brain function. It prevents brain cell death. It promotes alpha waves in your brain, which are good. It promotes you to relax. It lowers depression, and it reduces inflammation in the body, which helps relieve lots of other things, including the symptoms of arthritis. So tea is just about a miracle beverage, but once again, you really need to cut down on the amount of sugar that's in your tea. But speaking of sugar, The next one I'm going to talk about is honey. Honey is very rich in prebiotics. It can increase the good gut bacteria. I've told you you've got the skinny gut bacteria and the fat gut bacteria. Honey, although it seems kind of counterintuitive, you're eating something that sweet. Honey feeds the skinny bacteria and helps them to overpower the fat bacteria. So that's a really good thing. There's several other things. One, it can increase the... um, efficacy of hemoglobin. If you're anemic, it reduces the risk of cavities, which you know you always hear about sugar causing cavities. Well, honey reduces the chance of cavities and can reduce the threat of or help treat ulcers. So if you're going to have tea, maybe you could put just a little bit. I am not talking a quart of honey here, but you could put a little bit of honey in your tea to give it a little bit sweeter uh, flavor and not have as much processed sugar in your tea and still have the best of both worlds. We're going to finish up with nuts, Brazil nuts and walnuts specifically. Two Brazil nuts a day have anti-inflammatory properties. They help your brain to work better. They increase your healthy density lipoproteins uh, for your cholesterol and lower your lousy density lipoproteins. And they protect you against colon cancer. And that's just eating two Brazil nuts per day walnuts will reduce your chance of breast cancer. In a study where one group got one ounce of walnuts a day and the other group got a placebo of one ounce of walnuts a day, the one ounce of walnuts lowered the triglycerides by 17%. That's your blood fat. And it increased your healthy density lipoproteins, HDL, by 9%. When they gave two ounces to people with type 2 diabetes... It increased insulin sensitivity and lowered their overall insulin levels. And finally, they gave a walnut shake to one group of students and a placebo shake to another group of students. And the students that got the walnut shake, they were able to score 11% higher on tests than the ones that did not have the walnut shake. So there's a few Tasty foods, or at least I think they're tasty foods, that will help you to be healthier, help you to make your fitness just a little bit funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.